This is the Infatuation Podcast, where I get together with a few friends and talk about Asian things and, of course, Asian people that we love. This is Curtis again, and on today's episode, we are still fantasizing about hitting the highways and airways and talking about travel. Hey everyone, welcome back to part two of our episode on travel. We'll get back to it in just a minute, but I wanted to share a couple things with you that I got from some listeners. So um, Rebecca wrote in, and she wrote in saying that she's going to try doing a little cooking with dog and maybe a little made with Lao. She also threw out a few suggestions for us. Uh, she threw in Korean bapsang. Just One Cookbook, and Songkyang Longest. I haven't tried those, so we'll definitely give those of you. You are welcome to try those as well. She also listened all the way to the end. I don't know if you caught that, but I threw in a little bonus content at the end of episode 7.2, and we were talking about Vincenzo. And she concurred with both Kelly and Mandy, who said, I definitely should watch Vincenzo, so I gotta get to it one of these days. So thanks for that, Rebecca. Also, uh, my sister Carol, you've all heard about my foodie sister Carol, but she is recommending Lady with Pups, Marion's Kitchen, and Walks of Life. W-O-K-S of Life. You know I like puns. So yeah, thanks Carol. We'll put those titles or those channels all in the show notes so you can look them up as well. I I took a peek at a few of them and, and they look great. Thank you for those recommendations. Also, uh, Jonathan was listening to our travel podcast, part one, and he wrote in, I was listening to your podcast and started dreaming of traveling. Then I showed up at work and had to confront the reality of wearing a mask all day, and now I'm super grumpy. (laughs) Well, Jonathan, what can I say? Uh, We're right there with you. You can hear Alice and Tony longing to travel as well. It's, It's tough. For those of you who love international travel, it is a super tough time, and those places are hurting too. You've heard us talk a little bit about how these economies are really struggling to make do without tourism. You know, San Francisco, same way. We we rely on some tourist dollars out here. So everyone's everyone related to travel is kind of struggling, but we're working on it. And uh, actually, don't worry, we're going to have some episodes that you can do at home Even during these tough pandemic times, we're going to do an episode on frozen Asian food so you can make Asian food at home. And we're also going to do one on uh, Asian television so you can watch Kim's Convenience or Fresh Off the Boat right at home. So anyway, so thanks, John. Sorry to to ruin your day, but hopefully things will get better soon. Also, uh, our friend Angus wrote in, you're actually going to hear episode... 10 with Angus. So Angus wrote in and he recommended uh, Hiroshima or Hiroshima as a destination in Japan. Maybe not as many people put that on their travel list. You know, Tokyo is, of course, always people's number one choice for Japan, but uh, he recommended Hiroshima. So he says, you know, a town just so full of history. You know, definitely some some tough memories there. But he said, you know, the memorials and the statues and the art there, as well as the history is all all definitely worth seeing. So thanks for that recommendation, Angus. And special shout out to Glenn. Glenn is our dear listener. If you remember, he offered to get bring over some balut <laughs> so I can try the Filipino delicacy. But unfortunately, Glenn got in a serious car accident just recently. And he's been kind of laid up on the mend. And he was kind enough to write in and say that, you know, he's got uh, nothing better to do than to listen to the Infatuation Podcast. So thanks, Glenn. I, I, we really uh, Can everyone out there send Glenn some positive thoughts and healing vibes? Get well, Glenn. Uh, you're in our thoughts, and I hope our little podcast can keep you company a little bit, and hope to see you around soon. So get better. Uh, let's see, I hope I didn't miss anyone. Uh, welcome any new listeners out there. Uh, I, I noticed in our analytics the couple folks in Singapore listening. Hey, all right, we should do we should do an episode on Singapore. We didn't uh, we didn't mention Singapore in our traveling our travel episode, but man, I would love to go to Singapore. So any Singapore listeners out there, if you want to 
come on the podcast and talk about Singapore. I, I would definitely be down to talk a little Singapore with you. A fascinating city with city slash country. Fascinating place with tons of history and a, a mishmash of Asian cultures. Just a really, really neat place that I've never been to, but I would love to go to. And to top it off, no language barrier for, for us, right? Well, mostly uh, you can get around in English in Singapore. So it's got the best for us Americans. It's got the best of both worlds. It's got the Asian culture and the English language. Perfect. So anyway, thank you, Singapore, for listening. Uh, it's been about two months. We've been doing this little podcast for a couple months now, and it's good to good to have you out there. So thank you for listening. Well, let's get back to our episode on travel, episode 8.2 with Tony and Alice. All right, welcome back to episode 8. Hey, Tony and hey, Alice, welcome back. Thank Hello. you. Hello. Good to chat with you guys. Last week we talked about some uh, some locations like Tokyo and Indonesia and Hong Kong and China. This week uh, we're gonna maybe get a, even a little more niche, a little more into the into the details. But I want to start out by talking about some um, some travel questions for for y'all since you're such good travelers. I'm sure you have some secrets for us. So I want to know. I want to pick your brain for a minute. Do you have a must-take item with you that no matter where you go, even if it's just for a weekend or, or definitely for international, is there something that you bring with you no matter what on every trip? Yes. What is it, Alice? Um, it's something very small, but something very, very important. You want to take a uh. guess? <laughs> something very, very small. <laughs> uh, is it jewelry? <laughs> No, no, I can travel without any jewelry. <laughs> okay. Something yeah, small. Very small. <laughs> Is it your retainer? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, earplugs. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no matter what, you got to have the earplugs. Yeah, I need to travel with my earplugs. It's important. It's just so important for me to get as much sleep as I could. And being a flat, like light sleeper, earplugs really help to just block out any noises, whether it's on a plane, on a train, or in the hotel room. You know, like yeah, you never know. So like I, like it's something I have to have with me when I travel. Yeah, we were we were just in Hawaii, and there's four of us. You know, I got me, my wife, and two girls, and four of us in one room was kind of rough. So I had to go with earplugs. So yeah, that's a good call on that one. <laughs> How about you, Tony? What what do you have to bring with you whenever you travel? Hey, you guys are going to laugh at this. So every time we travel, we bring a small little bag of Ghirardelli chocolates. Oh, really? <laughs> really? <laughs> so no, no. So get this, Alice. I know you can appreciate this. So you know, we go to Walgreens or wherever we go, Costco, and we buy maybe three or four, depending where we're going. And when we check into the hotel, we determine which front desk clerk would be uh, able to assist assist uh, us <laughs> appropriately and i am not even joking it happens probably three out of four times because because you know alice sometimes when you as a flight attendant you arrive super early but as a flight attendant you automatically mm-hmm. get checked in if i'm a paid guest check-ins three o'clock yeah. four o'clock right so you know, that chocolate speeds it up. That chocolate gets us free breakfast. That chocolate gets us that corner room. And you know what? And if it doesn't, you've just made someone's day. Plus, yeah. it's from San Francisco. It's a conversation right. piece. Yeah. Okay. That is a great tip. I need to remember that one because I'm always waiting to check in. I hate that. <laughs> I always, so I always get like uh, chocolates or candies when, I, when I, I bring those on a flight with me. Like to to share with the like flight attendants, just to you know, just to show like appreciation, like not not for like upgrade or whatever things like that. I never try try with like hotel stuff. Yeah, yeah. you should. Yeah. You, you really <laughs> should. It absolutely makes a difference. We we used to do that with with um, flight attendants, but it's such a whole different ball game with the flight attendants now. So I said, you know, we're going to continue to do it with. Uh, with the hotels and if you think about it that six dollar five dollar bag of mm-hmm. candy is totally well worth the upgrade yeah. or putting me on the concierge floor that gives us free breakfast and yeah, happy hour drinks amazing. yeah <laughs> it never hurts to, it never hurts to try never hurts to exactly ask, you know? exactly 
Well, here's a story that you'll you'll like, uh, Tony, because my my sister for our honeymoon. So we were in Paris, and we had a, we had an interesting trip. So we were in Normandy, and then we came back to Paris for one day to fly back to the states. And so we just needed uh, accommodations for one night. And so uh, my sister said, "Oh, I'll take care of this one for you guys." And she and she booked us a room at the um, the Four Seasons, the George Sanct, you know, the George yeah. V on the Champs Elysees. And she mentioned that it was our honeymoon, right? And so we get there. She just booked us a regular room, which was fine. You know, it was just one night. We were just excited about it. Anyway, it's the Four Seasons, right? And then we get there, and they go, we have a surprise for you. And she goes, we had a cancellation, so we're going to put you in. We heard it's your honeymoon, so we're going to put you in the English suite, which is uh, the only four-posted bed in Paris, or no, in that hotel, the only four-posted bed in the in the Four Seasons. And it was something like you know, over 2000 square feet. It was just an amazing suite. And it was like, yeah, talk about an upgrade. And we were just like, she's like, Oh yeah. She's like, Oh, sorry. It's not quite ready yet. We're like, no problem. We'll wait for that. You know, we had, and we were, you know, we were young at the time. So we had duffel bags and, you know, the cheapy mismatched luggage. And we're, you know, we're checking into the English suite at the four seasons. That's the best. <laughs> that was a that was a killer and and you know my sister was super happy about it because she's like yeah it never hurts to say stuff like that you know if it's your honeymoon if it's your birthday if you know it's your first time in paris or whatever let them know yeah. who knows what could happen right but even you know when i travel with your sister so when she worked for bon appetit magazine oh yeah when she books <laughs> anything it's under conde nast so <laughs> so uh, she she was doing some event in Hawaii. And she goes, meet me there. So I flew there. She had this room that was top floor corner and they gave her this gift basket that was probably the size of my body. And I'm short. <laughs> I'm like, you know, typical Asian size, five, six. <laughs> and then she says like, no, that's, you know, she just brushed it off. Cause I said, you're used to this. I'm not used to this. It's insane. <laughs> I said, they gave you a full pineapple. I mean, <laughs> they didn't even, you know, this, gift basket was everything and i thought this is the life you live that's i i need to follow you <laughs> yeah it's 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 good to be carol sometimes yeah she's <laughs> yeah right. we'll have her on the show one of these days but yeah she's she's almost too big for the infatuation podcast <laughs> we got to work our way up to having carol on the show <laughs> uh all right well let's see let me see. oh you know my my thing and alice is definitely gonna laugh at me for this one but the one thing that I like to bring, I don't always do it, but the one thing I like to bring with me is a paper map. If I can find a oh map of the gosh. city, especially like, you know, New York, <laughs> Alice is like, what the heck? What century are you from? <laughs> but I know, I know, I like I like to see the whole city at once. You know, on the phone, it's just hard to, like, if you're in New York, right, you're in Paris, it's hard to see the whole city at once. And I like to get the lay of the land. I'm a very visual person. And so I, if I can get it, and you can get them cheap now. You can find them cheaper now. Yeah, because no one's buying them, Curtis. No one buys them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the only one. I'm keeping them in business. I, I, you know, but it's, I like those laminated ones. Like, not the huge ones. I'm not going, you know, yeah. the nine-fold ones. Oh, I'm see, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> okay, not, not necessarily pa- paper, but the laminated one, you know, the streetwise New York or streetwise Paris. I like this to see where I'm at, and you know, it, it's bailed me out a couple times. It's you bailed definitely me out a couple don't times. want in in Hong Kong with a paper map in your hand. So <laughs> I, I know, I know. It's it, you're you're definitely you're putting a, a a flag in the air saying that you're not from here. If you're you know one that you're old, and two that you're not from here. If you bring out a paper map, ah, I knew you'd laugh at me, Alice, for that one. All right. Well, okay. So Tony gave us an inside tip, actually. But do you have, uh, Alice, maybe as a flight attendant, you can give us an inside tip or, you know, any ways to, any tips you might have for us getting through the airport a little easier or getting a, a good deal on something. Do you guys have any inside tips for us? Um, well, I just wish everybody would know, like, treat yourself at home on a plane, but don't treat yourself at home. Like, you know, Besides the, you know, like some people, like when they get on the plane, they will just, you know, settle down and they get super relaxed and then take off their shoes. So like, you know, besides the smell, <laughs> your shoes is probably like unbearable and we need to put <laughs> coffee bags discreetly around you. Like walking barefoot in fly like, isn't a <laughs> at all. <laughs> Not at all. Yes. <laughs> like, you won't want to know oh, how man. dirty the plane could be. 
like I'm not gonna talk in details about it, but like I had passengers, they really, they literally just like lay down on the floor to sleep, like you know, like even、oh, not、man. with like a blanket、wow. underneath, no, like no pillow, nothing, like just lay down on the on the floor, like you know, like by the exit row, like don't do that, guys, don't do that. <laughs> Yeah, and there's so much entitlement too, where a lot of people feel like, "Hey, I paid, you know, I paid seven hundred dollars for this. I can treat you however I want, or I can treat, you know, I can get whatever I need to get everything I can out of this." Yeah, yeah, you like basically every 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 flight. Yeah. Can I have another soda? Can I, have, you know, can I have yeah, like the playing car, like the、uh, playing cards, the pens? <laughs> We don't really have like a tons of pens in flight, so like, and then like so. You know, I I know like it's so it's so common. It's it's just like so like default. Like you, you would borrow a pen, and then like you don't you don't return it, right? So end up like we would amount of crew, we would just eat, eat, ask each other, do do you have a pen? Do you have a pen? Do you have a pen? Because we we ran out of all the pens. <laughs> uh, I I would go to relatives' house, and they would have a whole drawer full of like Singapore Airlines silverware. You know. <laughs> I'm like, wait, why is why is this say you know, you know, China Airlines or whatever? <laughs> oh man, how about T- Tony? Got any inside inside tips for us besides the chocolates? Yeah, so just along the lines with Alice, I think that、um, everyone just needs to be respectful to frontline airline staff, whether it's the gate agent or the flight attendant, or even if you're calling reservations. One thing that they need to know and understand is that everything is documented. So if you call reservations and you something happened and you lied and you said I'm just going to go talk to someone in person at the airport, that reservation agent documented every single thing almost verbatim. You'll get to the gate and you're going to try to get over on the, you know, waive the baggage fee or the change fee, and. It's documented. We have histories and pages of histories of、mm. what you do. So a lot of people don't get that. If you try to call and hang up and try someone new, that when you call again, that person had already the new agent who you're speaking to already knows that you called previously, and it's documented. And then it's documented at the airport, and everything is flagged all the way up to the flight attendant. So I don't、yeah. know if people realize that as people try to. Oh, let's go to this lady over here. She looks nicer. Let's go to this guy over here. So we, used, I used、yeah. to see that at the airport all the time. We'd say, "Little do they know that it's you're so flagged." <laughs> yeah, huh? Interesting. You know, it goes both ways too. Because like I, I'm, you know, I, I know everyone has a story about an airline that they may never fly ever again. But I, I have a good, I had a good experience with United, and they, you know, we had to cancel a trip because of some medical things and. You know, United let us cancel, and they, you know, they really took care of us. And so, to this day, you know, I'll, I'll be a United fan. You know, I think that when the when the company treats you well and they take care of you, it, it makes me, you know, of course, it you know varies everyone's experience. Like, I'm sure there's someone out there right now, like I hate United, I had a terrible, <laughs> you know, whatever. But I had a good one, and, I, and so you know, if I if I have a choice, and United pops up and the fare is good, I'll I'll fly United just because I have good memories with them. So it goes both ways, I guess. You know, the airline remembers you, and people remember airlines. So yeah, treat each other with kindness, everyone. And I like traveling with United too, but I would bring my own food. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nowadays, yes. nowadays, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sure you probably have some other stories, Alice, that you're not going to share with us. <laughs> but I'm sure there's a lot of things that go on yeah, with airlines. Yeah, the flight attendant and... stories are the That's a whole different podcast. <laughs> But it sounds like you made some lifetime friends, yeah, on, on the circuit. You you met some people that you probably、yeah. still keep in touch with.、Mm-hmm. A lot of them. Yeah, that's great. Any any weird stories about traveling as an Asian?、Uh, so this could be in Europe or South America or Africa or wherever. But any any stories about traveling while Asian? Um, I I have one.、Um, so I was traveling with my two other girlfriends. We went to France. So we went to a、um, southern France. It was like summertime, so like it was, we want we wanted to see all these like pretty lavender fields and sunflower fields. Like it was just the three of us: Selena, you know Selena,、mm-hmm. me, and my other flight attendant friend.、Um, so 
I don't know, like maybe like you know, it was not a common scene to have three Asian girls walking down the street, and you know, we were like we were taking a road trip, so we rented a car, we were just driving, and then like people like naturally they got so so curious about us, and we were in a restaurant, and the owner of the restaurant was like super curious, like he would come up to talk to us, and then you know, but but. We couldn't really understand him. Like he was speaking in French, so like we were just like, ha ha, yeah, 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 you know, you know that kind of stuff. And then he gave us like a free wine, and then when and then like gave us like free appetizer. Like it was it was fun. And then when we were about to leave, he came out of the restaurant again, and he hugged like each one of us, and then like kissed us like several times on our forehead. Like I was like, okay, you know. <laughs> I'll I'll let it pass by for you know for all the free wine and free food. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he just really liked me. You know? Yeah, so that that was that was pretty funny. I you know, I found in France, you know, I had heard that sometimes in France they don't necessarily like Americans. So I was a little nervous first time I was there. But I think sometimes when you're when you're going as an Asian American, they don't necessarily know where you're you're from and we always got treated very nicely when we were in France and um there was this one time we, and I don't know why we did this because we were in France, but we went to a, a Chinese restaurant <laughs> in outside of Paris, and we were just kind of, ah, we'll give it. We're hungry, we'll give it a try. So we went to this Chinese restaurant, and they they saw us, and then they they spoke. My wife speaks Cantonese, so they 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 asked her if she speaks Cantonese, and she said, yeah. And they were super happy to have us there. You know, this wasn't Paris; it was a little smaller town. They were super happy to have us there, and they they said, oh, come over here and sit. And, you know, they gave us a really good seat and they were actually, you know, they were sort of closed in a way and they just took care of us and they brought out extra dishes and they were just yakking away with us in Cantonese. I think they were just happy to to speak Cantonese because a lot of Chinese travelers will speak Mandarin, right, or or English. And so they, they treated us real well and it was a good meal. You know, it wasn't the best Chinese food. It was kind of like, well, why are we eating Chinese food in France? But at the same time, it was kind of a neat little memory that we have of, of eating Chinese food in France and, and just having a good time talking to the waiters and, and stuff like that. <laughs> How about you, Tony? You got a, a traveling while Asian story? Yeah. Um, there was a time when we went to Egypt and this is kind of the reverse, you know, normally I'm the, uh, the, you know, the Asian, the person who they're trying to figure out, you know, what's my nationality, what's my issue. <laughs> but I was traveling with some friends and my partner and everyone is Caucasian. So they didn't like Americans, but they were more uh, than happy to help me. <laughs> or, or you know yeah. i thought that was right. so interesting where i thought wow i'm so used to people trying to figure me out you know are you chinese are you something you know they they usually don't they they're not sure what part of asia i'm from but normally but this in this instance they were super friendly and helpful but they wouldn't help my friends it was really it was so odd and they thought <laughs> what's happening and i said oh, i don't think they they they're kind to you guys cuz i think you guys maybe it be appearing as a loud American. I don't know. Cause I was just yeah. kind of, you know, just yeah. <laughs> doing my own thing. And I'm like, what's, what's the story here? How? <laughs> and that was yeah. the marketplace. And you know how any, any marketplace around the world, it's, there's hustle and bustle, but yeah. You know, when it's evident like that, it's, it's jarring. So I'm like, yeah. wow. Yeah. I, I've never had it be a detriment. I've always, I've had some good experiences yes. being Asian. All right. Hey, I got a little currency quiz for you. You ready to take the currency quiz? <laughs> Let's do it. How well do you know? Let's see what you do. I'm not trying to embarrass you. So if you take, if you're wrong, it's fine. That's fine. All right. So can you, we'll start easy, Alice. Can you tell me how much in American dollars is one Hong Kong dollar? It's 7.78. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, so we get 7.7. And that's, that's, that doesn't move, right? It's pretty stable, 7.78. Uh, pretty much, yeah. Like sometimes you get 7.75, you know, something like that. But pretty much they stay the same. Yeah, because it's been like that ever since I can remember. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit under 8. Yeah. All right. Well, you did well, Allison. <laughs> do, you think, do you think in American dollars anymore, or are you totally? Yeah, yeah I feel convert, yeah. Yeah, you kind of can't help it, right? You're yeah, like, oh, this is expensive. Is. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my god, this is so expensive. You know, like this is only like four four dollars in in the states, and it's selling like, <laughs> in Hong Kong. Yeah. Buying that, you know, I will do that. <laughs> yeah, you can't help it. You can't help it. Yeah. All right, uh, Tony. I think you know this one. 
Uh, do you know the exchange rate on the Thai bot? I don't know. Is it, is it 400 bot to the dollar? Three? No, I think it's 32 or 30, something like that. So let's see. Thai bot. I'm, I'm Googling it, right? I know. <laughs> I had it at three cents. So uh, one bot equals three cents. So one dollar is, yeah, 33. 33, yeah. So. Um, Nowadays, do you, is there? There's apps, right? So you just use an app, and mm-hmm. or do you still do you just still do the mental math, or do you do you just go? I have an app. app. I have an app. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know why, why I said the number's so high. I'm thinking in terms of. I always think in terms of hundreds. So you know, like yeah. every country I go to, I don't think of the one dollar. Yeah, because it's too little. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, either of you know the Japanese yen? I think one U.S. dollar is about a hundred. Yeah. It's pretty close. Yeah, it's yeah. like 90-something. Yeah. That's a pretty easy one. So it's like a penny. So every yen is like a penny. All right, here's these are hard ones. Are you ready? The Indonesian rupiah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That's a lot of zeros. A lot of zeros. Yes. <laughs> one dollar in rupiah is 14,365 rupiahs. <laughs> so that's crazy. They have that's high numbers crazy. on their currency. Yeah. yeah, so you you know you spend a million, you're like, oh man, it's a million, but it's it's really only ten bucks. <laughs> All right, last one. How about the Vietnamese dong? Another big one. Vietnamese yeah. dong, one U.S. dollar. It's a lot of Any zeros ideas? as well. Look, yeah, uh, twenty three thousand. Twenty three thousand for the dollar. So your uh, your one dollar bun me will be twenty three thousand. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. VD, yeah. <laughs> All right, that was just for fun. Uh, you guys did pretty well. You did pretty well. You're in the ballpark. You're in the ballpark. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our next challenge. Um, so this is a destination in Asia. Desti- I always say Asia now. Destination in Asia that is uh, a niche one, like something that is kind of unique maybe uh, appeals to a certain crowd um maybe people know about it maybe they don't so let's go ahead and go with alice is there a, a pick that you would so maybe a certain crowd this this destination would appeal to um foodie heaven and shopaholic oh so yeah, yeah. <laughs> we talk about Seoul all the time because of korean dramas <laughs> And the Korean food, like Korean food, is just so amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, Korean when you when you think of Korean, you automatically associate with like kimchi and stuff. So a lot of the um, local restaurants they make their own kimchi. So those would taste different at every place. Oh. So a lot of them they would just like put a big pot of kimchi on the table next to next to you with a pair of scissors. So like. You can just cut and eat as much as you want. Oh wow! Yeah, and the fact that you could go like order deep fried chicken with bear delivered to your hotel room is just another reason to love to love salt. Oh man, the Korean fried chicken! Mm-hmm. I, I every know. drama has it now, and I, I <laughs> it's the best. Yeah, it's so we we have a couple of places out here, but I, I'm sure it's not as good as Korea. Yeah, like and the and the food, like the food, the shopping, everything is so affordable too. They have like the um. Is it called a Dong Dong Da Moon? Like you know, it's it's like a um, wholesale shop, like shopping area. And then like they will open at like two a.m., three a.m. at night, and like you could just go there and shop. Ah uh, man, yeah, you know, watching these dramas, we we've mentioned this in our other episodes that you know the government, the travel travel bureau bureau or the you know tourism department i think they have a big hand in in these korean dramas getting made and, and showcasing the food the scenes the nightlife it, it seems like such a great place i definitely want to go there it's on my list too ah yeah we got to do it so yeah so if you like food especially spicy food right barbecue noodles seafood they have they have it all i will yeah, say try nice. the uh soy sauce crab when you mm. yeah yeah like i wouldn't okay. eat that like everywhere else but i would have that in here like it's so good it's like the raw crabs marinated in soy sauce and other like ingredients wow that really- sounds good Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds good. Oh man, we gotta do another food episode. <laughs> All right, so foodies out there, head over to Seoul, get your Korean food on. Um, great recommendation, uh, Tony. How about you? What do you think about a location that might be unique for someone out there? 
So for me, uh, beach lovers dream in paradise is Palawan in the Philippines. So when everyone sees uh, the beaches in the Philippines, it's either going to be El Nido, which is in Palawan province, or Boracay. So why I kind of like Palawan is because everyone used to go to Boracay. Now everyone's going to Palawan. But it has all these little islands, and you could just rent this. You could rent a boat, and you could jump onto these islands and there's no one on these islands and you could, if you don't like that Island, you can tell the other, the, the, the boat captain or whatever you call them to um, take you somewhere else. The water is so clear there that when we went snorkeling, my flipper came off on my foot. And as I saw it <laughs> descend downwards, it really looked smaller. And I started to freak out because I'm not a strong swinger swimmer. And, you know, the fact that I could still see it and it got smaller kind of. But it was like 30 feet down, 40 yeah, feet. Yeah, exactly. And I, I, I told the guy, I said, I can't get my flipper. And he's like, I got it. I got you. <laughs> the, the, the sand there is so soft. And, and I, I took my niece and my nephew and we took the whole family actually out there. And I think we rented, you know, we, we went to the dock and rented a boat to take us around. I think it was $100 for like 12 of us, this giant boat for the oh, wow. full day to take us island hopping and then you know and and even when we saw other people i kept telling my sister i says since it's the whole family let's just find somewhere where that's not popular so we told the guy you know he of course they're gonna take us to the the main places so he says i can take you to any island you want you have me for the day so you know i thought that was pretty amazing especially in light of the waters were were still and clear and the sand was soft so every Mm -hmm. island we went to was just it's yeah. It's, a, it's a beach lover's paradise. And the snorkeling is just off the hook. Yeah, right? it was just, it was, it was amazing. It's amazing. Uh, I've heard a lot of things about Palawan. Yeah, it's, mm. it, it's really the way it is. Whatever once everyone says. It's great. Uh, it's really famous for scuba diving. Scuba, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do that, right, Alice? You, yeah, you can train. yeah, yeah. So I really oh, you're going to love it there. Yeah, I heard a lot of, lot, tons of good things about it. And, uh, you know, we were just in Hawaii and, uh, the, the guides there were saying that the reefs have had a year off, mm-hmm. um, from yes. visitors. So the reefs are looking good right now. So if you can get over to a reef. Yeah, this is the time. Alice, this is your time. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Just, just get, just get ready when, when this thing is over and it, it's just gotta be over soon. Right. Hopefully. You know, Going there from Hong Kong is super easy, so I'm ready. So quick, yeah. yeah. You know, and, and plus you have so many discounted airlines you can get on. I think, does you still have Dragon Air there out of Hong Kong? No, Dragon Air is out of business. Oh, no. It's Air Asia. You fly Air Asia. You can get like $100 mm-hmm. or less tickets. Island hop. Mm-hmm. I think I think we I think there's no direct flight to there. You ha- we still have to transit in either Manila or Cebu first, I believe. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. Thanks, Tony, for that. Um, sounds sounds amazing. I'm gonna go with again. I'm not as I I haven't traveled as much as you guys, so I don't have as many locations to choose from. But uh, there's a very touristy street in Taiwan. Uh, it's a New Taipei City. You go up there. Uh, what is it about an hour from Taipei and you go to the street well it's called Old Street in Fun, and it's just kind of like this old touristy street and they have a lot of street foods and you meander on this on the stone on the cobblestones and you and you you work your way up but the reason people like going there one of the reasons people like going there well I like going there anyway but one of the reasons people like going there is because there's a tea house there that looks just like the one from Spirited Away (laughs) Now, Miyazaki Miyazaki said it is not his inspiration for for Spirited Away, but it's still popular with tourists. And so uh, a lot of Japanese tourists go there or a lot of Studio Ghibli fans end up going there. And there's so many Japanese tourists. They actually had kind of the Japanese style in where you just sleep on the floor and they have the sliding uh, kind of partitions. And it's just kind of a neat escape from Taipei. If you're over in Taiwan and you're you're kind of want to get out of the big city, and they have really good seafood there, and um, it's an old mining town. That's where the Joe Fun, the Nine Pieces Joe Fun, comes from. And uh, yeah, I recommend it. It's a it's a nice little day trip. Maybe spend one night there. You, you don't need to spend that long there, but just go to the tea houses, enjoy the 
the vibe of the old old city there, and it's kind of a neat place. Have you guys ever been there before? Yeah. No, no I've never been. No, that's on my list now, too. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I like Taiwan. Taiwan is not – people don't dream about Taiwan like they dream about Seoul or – or Beijing or places like that, but I I really like Taiwan. Do you yeah, guys like Taiwan? I do. It's a good eating. It's a good foodie destination. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's you know clean and modern, easy to get around. Stinky tofu, stinky tofu night market, night market, yeah. and the and the Peking duck there. Uh, you know they they have a little rivalry with Beijing. Like which one has the better, which one better has the better duck? So they have some really good cheap uh, Peking duck in Taiwan mm-hmm. as well. Uh, and and they stole a lot of treasures from China, so the, the museums in Taiwan are pretty good because they stole a lot of the national treasures from China when they fled the country. <laughs> oh man, that's a sore subject. I shouldn't I shouldn't dwell on that one. All right. Uh, okay. Thanks for your expo on that one. Um, those are the niche ones. We have Palawan in the Philippines, and we have Seoul and Jofun in uh, Taiwan. All right. So we're kind of again coming to the end of our show here a little bit, but uh, you know we can't limit you to three destinations, right? We got you guys have been to too many destinations. So I'm gonna th- ask you: Is there anything else that didn't make your list on the on the list so far? Places that we definitely should should put on our radar for a trip to Asia. How about how about you, Tony? You want to start off? For me, I like Chengdu. Uh, oh yeah, the pandas. You gotta go there for the pandas. If you like pandas. <laughs> Like and and they're not like the pandas here in the U.S. They're active. I mean, I don't know why you go to a zoo here in the U.S. The pandas don't move. The pandas there are active. So I, what is it called? The um, Chengdu Research Base for breeding pandas. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that they owned all the China owns all the pandas in the world. So Basically, I that, was, that was really interesting. And they have to loan out the pandas. The reason why we visited was specifically for the pandas. So the, the, the one thing I do regret, though, was that not taking a picture with the pandas because you can actually take pictures. But, you know, the cheap Filipino in me, that $300 price tag. <laughs> oh. And I think they said you're not our guide, the woman who uh, took us there. She said it's maybe 20 seconds, 30 seconds. You literally uh, take the you wear that wear like, the, spr- the suit. Yeah, you're in and out. And I thought, oh, should I do it? Should I do it? And I love pandas. So, so besides the pandas, though, the food that's in the it's a Sichuan province. I say Sichuan. So the food there is super spicy. So those who are uh-huh. have a, you know, affinity for spiciness, even their even their not spicy, is super spicy. And also, yeah. one thing I didn't know was that it's recognized by the UNESCO World Heritage Site. As a city of gastronomy, so uh, that's huge. I mean, that's 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 big. That meaning that they're known specifically for their that specific yeah. cuisine. Huh. So, yeah, and you can look at the pandas right now. Don't they have a twenty-four hour panda? They do. Cam? They do. <laughs> <laughs> so even though we can't get there, panda cam. <laughs> check out the panda cam. Uh, three hundred bucks for thirty seconds, but you regret not doing it, huh? Yeah, because you know when else are you going to be able to? Yeah, to, you know. It was hard though yeah. because when you're traveling and you you eat for a few bucks and you're like oh, yeah bucks you, you can't think about it you think too much I know <laughs> I I think if I were younger and not just go with the flow but I think as a you know as a more mature adult when I went to Chengdu you're I like, thought three hundred bucks three hundred bucks I could be paying off uh, my cell phone bill I could be That's a month you know? of gas yeah <laughs> I have a picture of me holding the uh, koala. Like in Australia. Oh, in Australia, yeah. Yeah, like uh, I think it was twenty or thirty Australian dollars. Oh, much cheaper. <laughs> yeah, like, but I thought I thought it was expensive, but I just you know I just bit my tongue and did, it, and I'm really happy I did that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, see, yeah. oh, why did you say that? That was <laughs> gives you a reason to go back. I know. I know. Yeah, yeah. Some some of these places, you know. I mean, I'm, I'm sure the money goes to to helping the pandas. Yeah, it it does, it does, and it's just me being just so. Yeah, wishy. that is expensive, but but uh, yeah, they're so good at breeding pandas. I think pandas are no no longer endangered. They have so many pandas now because they're so good at it. But you know, that's great because who doesn't like a panda? Who does? Yeah, like exactly. Them? They're so cute. All right, Alice, uh, what do you think? Uh, where is a location we haven't talked about yet, but that we definitely should know about? 
uh, I would go for Bali. Oh, Bali. Yes. Bali is full of history and it has so much to offer. They have really great, like, you know, a tours. Um, what do you call it? Like, it's just so, like, tours friendly. Like, mm. great hospitality and get to stay in nice villas at very, very affordable price. Affordable. Yeah, but, like, it came with your own pool and then it was huge. We So, I think we stayed in the... Um, in a, in a nice area to uh, Semiyak. So we Semiyak. Yeah. So we had the, um, I think it, I, it's not like, it's not a room. I think it, it's like a house. So for 130, mm. 140 US dollars, it wow. came with your own pool and then you have a butler preparing your breakfast in your own Oh my gosh. Everything. Yes. <laughs> so it can't get better than that. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> it doesn't get yeah. better than that. Yeah, we, we hire a local driver uh, for sightseeing for, is I think it's for up to twelve hours, and it was mm. like fifty or seventy US dollars for the whole day, including like you know gas and the driver and the car. Wow. So it was That's really amazing. convenient and stress free, especially if you travel with seniors and or um small children. It's a great place yeah. to be. What would you say for a honeymoon? Would you recommend it? Uh, yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, right. Very romantic. <laughs> so, uh, so my. Uh, so I went like I think five or six years ago. It was for my then boyfriend, so my husband. It was for um, his birthday. So I think like they the hotel got a wrong message. They thought like it was for a honeymoon. So you know like <laughs> they decorated the room with you know like petals and then like you know the heart like flowers and stuff. And the towel, so it, it was it was really awkward. <laughs> so. <laughs> I'll take it's it there. Like, right? okay. I'll take it. It's like, uh, and then I, and then I had to. T- I, I told him like, I, I didn't ask for all of this. Like, I'm not, I'm not, you know, trying to imply something. <laughs> yeah. He then, just, he just wants to hang out. Yeah. Yeah, and then like, so I didn't, I didn't, we didn't say anything to the hotel. But I think later on the day, they realized, oh, like maybe the wrong, the wrong couple. Like they're not here. For the <laughs> so they sent us a cake, but the cake says like, "Happy birthday, Alice." So like. <laughs> no. Close enough. Yeah. Close enough. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. We we gotta take it. <laughs> oh man. No. Bal- Bali definitely a place to go visit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I saw a YouTube video, and they're really struggling. You know, this pandemic because they, you know, like ninety percent of their economy yes. is on tourism. So mm-hmm. hopefully we'll be able to ramp it back up some soon. But yeah, again, the reefs will be untouched. You know, the water will be crystal clear. So if you can get there, definitely get there. And that's a quick flight for you too, right? Indonesia's what yeah. two hours? Four hours. Four. Uh, everything is so close to you, Alice. You're so lucky. <laughs> I know. <laughs> as soon as this thing is over. <laughs> Plus, you got the U.S. passport, right? So you can go. You can go pretty much anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Did I? Oh, I didn't share mine because I don't really have one, but. <laughs> You know, I will th- I will throw out this is kind of a cheater pick because I don't travel as much as you guys, but um I'm going to say Kauai. I know it's still America, right? It's still one of the it's the 50th state, but uh it's not in Asia, but in in America. If you're going to stay in America, there is nowhere as 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 many Asians as there are in San Francisco. I wouldn't say San Francisco feels like an Asian city. But if you go to if you go to Kauai or you know Oahu, uh, it is as about as Asian as you can get and still be in the United States. You know, use your dollars, clean water. Don't worry about the language barrier. But you can try some great, great food. You know, they have a, a definitely a Japanese influence, an island influence. The food is amazing. But the thing is, I have a picky eater, right? I have a nine-year-old, and she likes mac and cheese, and she likes chicken strips and stuff. Mm. So Hawaii is a place where we can get our kind of exotic food. Like, I'm not I'm not going to take my, my picky eater to Bangkok. <laughs> you know, it's just not yet, at least. But I can get I can take her to, to Kauai, and we can get the chicken strips. You can get the mac and cheese. You can get pizza if you have to. But uh, you can also try sort of exotic food, you know, a little bit more... Uh, something that we haven't, we don't have a great scene out here in in the mainland, and and you feel, I don't know about you guys, but you feel like you're in Asia. I I do a little bit. It's definitely more tropical, right? And it's got it's got a different vibe than any other state. Um, so 
you know, also with little kids, I don't know about that 15-hour flight to Hong Kong, you know, or or Vietnam or Tokyo. So, you know, a five-hour flight, a nine-year-old can do a five-hour flight Double. with ease, definitely easy. And you don't worry about diseases. You don't worry about language barrier. You know, you can you can use your credit cards easily. And so I'm going to throw out a, a shout-out to Hawaii. Uh, we, I mean, we were there just last week and pretty much half of California is out there right now, <laughs> but you know, uh, it's, it's still a great destination. And so if you, if you can't get all the way to Asia or there's one or one or two reasons why Asia might not be the best destination for you with little kids or maybe older folks, think about Hawaii. Hawaii is a great pick. Just a quick little edit here as I edit this podcast. I realized that, yeah, now this was recorded in uh, early August. And now, August 30th, the governor of Hawaii is asking people to to stay away from Hawaii for a little while. And I think I want to respect that. So while I do recommend Hawaii as as a wonderful location to visit, but not just yet maybe maybe december or maybe 2022 i know it's a super bummer but we gotta we gotta get this thing under control so for respect for the hawaiians and the folks that live there uh please please just be wise as you travel and be safe and now back to the show all right Bucket, bucket list, guys. You guys got a trip that as soon as the pandemic's over, you want to go. Like Alice always mentioned, a couple. But <laughs> any bucket list picks, Alex? Before before you you die, you got to go to this place. Where's the Maldives? Ah, uh, the Maldives. You know my bucket list for a really long time. I wanted to go there for my honeymoon actually, but like mm. because we were on standby, the flights going to Maldives were like they were always packed. So like they're. There wasn't a chance for us to get on at all. So, yeah, so it's, it, it is definitely on my bucket list. If I were you, Alice, I would try to get there. Make that your first thing once COVID, once you can. Only because we were there in November. You will love the Maldives. It's 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 uninhabited right now. There, the, These resorts are hurting for people. And never before have, have has the Maldives, the price has been this low. I mean, really. I mean, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. The the prices for these over the water bungalows, mm-hmm. and you know, and the meal packages, it's it's unlike anything that's ever happened. Mm. Yeah, I do. Really, I actually I looked that up in June. I had a two weeks holiday in June, and I really wanted to go. But the thing is, we have to be on quarantine for fourteen. I think it was fourteen or no twenty one days. Back oh, to- from from Hong Kong though. Back to Hong Kong. Yeah, we have to quarantine. Oh, okay hotel for 21 days that's why i uh, that was the only reason i didn't do it but maybe hopefully in october when you know the rules are more relaxed we can yeah see that. yeah we did the maldives because that was one of only i think 10 or 12 places the u.s can travel last year and i said i will do the maldives i, I <laughs> because there's no other time we'd, we'd be able to get there but it's so hard to get to yeah we we ride it through istanbul Istanbul to Male, and then you have to take a small jumper plane. But get get this: so when we flew there, we sit at the W. There was maybe only ten guests. Oh wow! We had, and then you know what they said? The whole beast yourself. Listen to this. This is what they said to us. They said, "Hey, so the resort is empty, as you know. So um, we would like to upgrade you to a beach villa." So you know what we said? We said no. We didn't come here for Beach Villa. We came here for the over-the-water bungalow experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when we did the over-the-water bungalow experience, we said, can we still get the upgrade? Because we did this now. So we did. <laughs> so they gave us both villas. And these villas were like two stories. It was, it was, wow. it was amazing. I'm yeah. telling you, you got to go. And, so and the scuba, scuba snorkeling scene, right? Oh, and, and, and how you were saying, um, Curtis, about the reefs being clean. They were saying the exact same thing. But, but l- luckily that the Maldives, they were saying that um, it's one of the countries that's slowly sinking. Or I don't know if it's sinking uh, and they're going to lose Ocean it. rising. Yeah, yeah, and also, too, that a lot of the um, coral is dying. So they're, mm. they were happy. You know, the the um, biologists are happy, the marine biologists are happy that there's not a lot of traction in the reefs. But at the same time, you know, the rest of the, the world was saying, the rest of the Maldives was saying we need people to 
sustain the tourism there. So yeah, yeah, another one of those places that's just rough. Yeah. Ah, uh, man, you, are you guys beach people or city people or both? You're kind of. You sound like you're both. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we're both. But I'm, 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 I'm mostly. Lately, I've been doing a lot of beach stuff because of COVID. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's true. But I, I, I normally like the cultural aspect of stuff. So yeah, I'm both. Um, all right, Tony, you got a bucket list you got to get to. Yeah, so my bucket list, uh, Machu Picchu in Peru. Oh, okay. So that's been on my list a while, and I want to get there while my knees are still working. And you know, <laughs> yeah, you know, you yeah. have to, you have to acclimate to the. The high altitude. I want to make sure I can still breathe when I'm there. So right. that's uh, that's on my list. Yeah, it's just it's a unique place. Yeah. It's such a cool place. That's a little. It's a definitely a, it's a it's a couple flights and, and definitely some hiking. So. Yes, yes. Yeah, that's a big one. All right. How about okay? Since since we got to come back to Earth a little bit here, guys, and um, many of our listeners may not be able to travel very much in the next uh, next few months. Uh, do you have a recommendation for a staycation? Now, Alice is in Hong Kong, so you, you may not be able to go very far. But uh, any recommendations for a staycation? I, I'll go first. Uh, you know, I'm a huge fan of staycations because we live in the Bay Area, which is such a, a, a luxury because we have Napa an hour away. We have Tahoe three hours away. We have the ocean, of course. You can go up and down the coast. So I'm a huge fan of staycations. And then 75% of the reason why I travel is for food. And so, you know, we, we're lucky to live in a place where we can get pretty authentic food of almost any kind. And so uh, I'm a huge fan of staycations in the Bay Area. You know, you can go to San Jose for some good pho. You can get Filipino food in Daly City. You can get Indian food in Fremont. You can go up to Napa and get world-class wines. You know, we, we are very fortunate to have dim sum in Millbrae. You know, there's so many places that we can go to get pretty authentic food around the Bay Area. But, uh, Alice, what do you think? You got any staycation plans coming up? Yeah, well, I wish I'm in the States right now and I could at least travel domestically. Like, I know I could at least pop on a plane, but being stuck uh. in Hong Kong, <laughs> um, hotel staycation is a really popular option here. So mm. almost all hotels offer staycation packages to local residents at like really heavily discounted uh. prices. Yeah, so because they got to fill it up, I guess. Huh? Yeah, so we spent like it was. I I think it was, it's a great idea as well. Like you could just try, you know, try all these like fancy hotels that you wouldn't normally, you know, stay in because you're in yeah. live in Hong Kong, right? But, right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so we spent two nights in the Mirror Hotel in Chim Sha Shui. It's uh-huh. one of the most popular tourist areas, and and we liked it a lot. We liked the experience because we really got to explore around and try some nice restaurants. Normally, it's a place, it's an area we would avoid going because it's always traffic getting there and the streets are just full of people. So it was a great experience. Really felt like being a, a tourist for for two days. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, I love doing that. I love, I, you know, I'll go to Fisherman's Wharf. I'll go to Pier 39. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I like doing that stuff. How about you, Tony? You got a staycation recommendation for us? Uh, for me, we like going up to the river, just up in Guerneville, a small little town. You know, there's a Redwoods. Um, you know, i born and raised in San Francisco. I'm used to a big city. I, I usually like to go somewhere that's just uh, quiet if, if it's local and just to decompress, recommune with nature breathe fresh air, not have to hear Bart or Muni or anything right. around me. Plus it's close to all the wineries, like you were saying. So it's, it's, it's a good, mm. good place to go. Yeah. No, I love the Russian river. Great one. Okay. Now I'm not exactly sure how to, to segue into this segment. Uh, this is a segment that we do in part twos. You guys know it. It's called Asians being awesome. Actually, I started doing Asians being awesome on my personal Facebook uh, a couple years ago, just to highlight some cool things that Asians are doing, and this kind of this kind of gave birth to the seed of the idea of doing a podcast about Asian things and people. And the first person I ever had on my Asians being awesome post is named Betty Yong. You may not have heard of her, and honestly, I hadn't heard of her until maybe five years ago. Uh, Betty Yong passed away about 20 years ago. She passed away on September 11th, 2001. Yep, that date should sound familiar to you because that was the day 
that American Airlines Flight 11 crashed into the World Trade Center in New York City. Betty Ong was a flight attendant on that flight. She worked for American Airlines. She is from San Francisco, and she went to George Washington High School. Go Eagles! And so she was a local local woman, born in 1956. So she was just doing her job that day, just like many other days that she had been working in the airlines. And then the hijacking took place. And when the hijacking took place, uh, the terrorist um, moved towards the front of the airplane. And Betty got out her cell phone and called American Airlines and told them what was going on as it was happening at risk to her own life. You know, they could have caught her and they could have, you know, no one knew what was going on because up to this point, most hijackings ended up with negotiations and demands. Up to this point, most hijackings were uh, some sort of a, you know, some sort of a way to get money or some sort of a way to get attention. But we now know that this hijacking was going to be different. But Betty got on the on the phone and talked for 25 minutes to American Airlines, and they recorded this. And you can find these on YouTube. So at 8.46, Flight 11 was flown into the North Tower of the World Trade Center. And, you know, she may not sound like a hero to you, but that phone call got American Airlines to alert everyone on the ground to no more flights could take off that day. And who knows? Who knows what could have happened on other flights that morning that could have taken off. But Betty's phone call grounded all air operations to a halt, and it might have saved lives. It might have saved hundreds of lives at that point. And so we salute Miss Ong, um, local woman. Uh, her brother is from around here. He's a pharmacist, and uh, one of my one of my former students actually worked with him and uh, people from Lowell. You might know the name Ong because she was her Betty's sister-in-law worked at Lowell High School for many years, many many years teaching Chinese to students at Lowell. So if you've had Miss Ong at Lowell, that is Betty Ong's sister-in-law. So a lot of local connections for us here in the Bay Area to Betty and they uh, Willie Brown uh, on September twenty-first. Dedicated, uh, she de- he declared September 21st uh, Betty Ong Day here in San Francisco. And the rec center over near Chinatown uh, was dedicated in her name in 2011. So if you've ever driven past Chinatown Rec Center, or I think they used, a lot of people call it CC, if you've driven past there, it's called the Betty Ong Rec Center. And now you know, now you know who Betty Ong is. So that's it for Asians Being Awesome on this episode that we are talking about travel and we do have a flight attendant with us here, but we do want to recognize Betty as someone who made made a difference perhaps in ways that we may never actually know the impact of that. So thank you for being awesome, Betty, and rest in peace. Uh, so that's going to do it for episode number eight on travel. I know, I know, we're not really doing a whole lot of traveling right now, but uh, someday, someday soon. Uh, hey, Alice, thanks for coming in all the way from Hong Kong. You ready for lunch? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're ready for bed. You're ready for lunch. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, good to see you. I haven't, uh, I think last time I saw you, you came to Daily City. Yes, yes. Because <laughs> you asked me to buy those uh, Uno carts or something. Yeah, no, Monopoly <laughs> deal. Yeah. Oh, you. yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, no, that was that's been a hit. We play that so much; those cards are all worn out. But I wanted the Hong Kong version of those yeah, cards. Yeah, so was, yeah, yeah. Now I remember. I, I was thinking, who do I know that goes back and forth between Hong Kong? And this is when you were still working, I guess, for the airlines. Yeah, but yeah, three years back. So good to see you, and uh, glad you're healthy and happy over there. And maybe soon you'll be back in the states. Give us a call. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. And and Tony, good to catch it. It's been decades. Yeah, decades. <laughs> but uh yeah, good picking your brain and yeah, don't be a stranger. We'll see you around soon. Yep. We gotta get together with Carol one of these days. Yeah, gotta, definitely. Next time she has a food festival or something, we gotta <laughs> crash it. She has ones, yep. <laughs> but thanks for coming on as a guest, both of you. Um and for all of you listening out there, thanks for listening. We wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. 
Where are you dying to go? Let us know uh, where you want to go. Write in. Tell us your thoughts at fatuationpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can follow us on Instagram or Facebook at The Infatuation Podcast. Uh, All these details are in the show notes. More episodes coming soon. We're thinking about doing another one on K-dramas to do a little wrap-up of 2021 K-dramas. I need more ideas. If you have an idea for a podcast, let me know. I'm thinking about doing one on tea. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. You want to hear? Do you want to hear one on tea? Do you want to hear one another one on food? Uh, there's some other movies coming out that we might talk about. Um, so let me know your ideas on that. Um, you can always write in. But until then, on behalf of Tony, Alice, and myself, we hope you are all happy, healthy, and safe. Thanks again for listening, and talk to you soon. Bye. 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 (laughs) Thanks, guys. That was fun. That was fun. Thanks for having me here. (laughs) 